We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing. I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 64, the show that's still trying to make the Emerald Dream happen. That is so fetch. Yes, yes. Just for you there, Jin. Each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk all about the lore of Warcraft 1 or 2 topics at a time. My name is Allie, the one that finally killed Razigath on normal! <laughs> and I'm joined by the one that's still a jerk face despite me getting a couple upgrades. It's Jin! I level <laughs> <laughs> Like 3 and ID 2, I think? So, I was like, I'm going to be him. Ooh, no, I gotta, I'm no, sorry. I had a good him. night the other night, um, so sorry about no. that. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, gosh. No, you're not sorry. Don't lie. Don't don't lie to our sorry. listeners. But wait, that's that's not all. No, no. We are joined by a very special guest. He may be a wrath baby, but I'm pretty sure he can kick both our asses in Mythic Plus as soon as the servers come back up from Rome maintenance. Ha! It's ease. Wow, that was great. I was very proud of that intro, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I love that. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm jerk face to both of you. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Where are you at? I think 405. Nice. So, I mean, because yeah. you do like super high keys. I mean. Often. Let's not. I mean, let's not go that far. I mean, what is super high? I'm, I'm curious because I've actually I, started dabbling. I, I think the highest I've done is an 18. See, okay. super high. Um, that's super high. Uh, so. The highest I've done is like a 16. So I'm hey, that's still good. super high. Yeah. Not, not too far behind. So, all right. Yeah, all exactly. Right. Like, I'm proud of my 10. That's also because Mythic Pluses stress me out as a healer, and that's just how my brain works. Hey, so uh, since you've never been here, like, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your shows. When did you start playing? What do you play? All that good stuff. Oh my gosh, so many questions. Well, uh, first I know, of all, thank I you, know. thank you so much for having me. And <laughs> it feels I'm a, I'm a starstruck, even though we've talked before a couple times. But I'm still I yeah, I like you guys a lot, and I love your shows. So oh. so so well, thank I you for having me. It's fun. I actually, I was on a, it hasn't come out yet, but maybe we'll be out by the time this episode, you know, this pre-recording of shows is really confusing. I, <laughs> I just got travelers. Yeah. But this other show that I'm guesting on, Recruit a Friend, um, oh, which you should, show. yeah, which so Ali's been on. So much yeah. fun. Uh, it might I be out. I don't yours. know. Yeah, it's going to be out. But he said that, uh, 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 Sean said that he was. Star Trek by like oh he listens to me and now he's now he's talking to me and like no that's how I'm supposed to feel that's how I feel and that's how I feel now and I've even I've interviewed you guys you were my first interview on Realm Maintenance yeah it's true it's true it was, it's, a, it's, it's a little different like when you add the camera like it's a different level it's a little more you know personal yeah it's true a little more cozy is that it's a little it cozy that's personal? what I'm calling it okay we're going cozy yeah <laughs> videos are cozy that's yeah. I I'm, so cozy. <laughs> so, so cozy. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm Einar Hulin, but because that's not a name that anyone wants to pronounce, I just go by Ys. Um I am Swedish. I um, I host Realm Maintenance, like I've alluded at, which is a 
a podcast about other podcasts, which is always very confusing when you try to explain to to people who are not podcast listeners. Uh, <laughs> so all my entire family's like, "Wait, what's your podcast about?" So I very meta. <laughs> it's confusing. It's very meta. <laughs> it is. Um, but but uh, it's it's on a on a weekly basis. We uh, we uh, do a list uh, a weekly. Blizzard Podcast Roundup, which uh, is a roundup of all the Blizzard podcasts that released an episode in the past week. And I talk a little bit about what might be interesting, if there's any milestones, and just kind of pointing people in different directions, but depending on what might be interesting. And we also do monthly interviews, which on both you've been on, uh, on separate occasions. And um, yeah, it's, we're having a, ch- a change-up, actually, in the way that works as well, because tomorrow... Which is going to be in the past when you listen to this, so it's always going to be out. <laughs> I'm not going to stop bringing this up because it's very confusing. Uh, we're having our first uh, uh, recording with my co-hosts, um, Monica or Wicked Kitten Thirteen. I love her. She's, She's great. great. I'm very excited. She wants to join. Um, we got Pakreek. Yes. Nice. Yes. From uh, he, he hosts um, Experimental Card, an Overwatch yes. podcast. Um, and then we have Olivia from For Yay! Azeroth. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be great. Um, and so we're just kind of do a little bit more on the weekly. We're gonna have a little bit more of a podcast and not so much of a monologue from me. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, uh, I also host Wrath Babies, which is a uh, World of Warcraft podcast that is not about Wrath Classic because why would we make something? That makes sense. Um, <laughs> you know, even I thought it was about that. For when I first heard the name, I was like, like oh, oh, wait, no, never mind. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> now we we just me and my friend Eric we're both Wrath babies, meaning that we started playing in Wrath, and so we thought that was a funny name, and we just talk about Wrath. And not we don't talk about Wrath. I mean, we do sometimes. sometimes I can't even. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we've done it a couple times, but we we talk about WoW and we have different topics, and uh, yeah, it's it's a good time. Um, but that's more of a just kind of talk about WoW and have a good time chatting type of vibe. Um, so that's apparently I decided to start talking about my shows because I'm full of myself. Uh, so that's something you can uh, learn about me. Um, it's good. You're just good at self-promotion. That's a good uh, well, skill to have. I, not if I'm good at it, but I do it a lot. <laughs> so Jin is looking shocked. Yeah, it's because I suck at self-promotion. <laughs> Mm. I do too. It's okay. I think I've, I've I think I've mentioned Wrath Babies twice on Realm Maintenance. So, and that's been going for almost six months. So I'm not that good at self promotion. <laughs> okay. Um, Make but, me feel uh, better. I see. Yeah. But so I played since Wrath since 2009. So I played the game for a long time, and uh, I uh, <laughs> I made the. Uh, a priest since since Woo. 2009 up until until Shadowlands actually yeah. when I yeah I switched to shaman for a little bit and now I'm an evoker and I've been healing for basically my entire WoW career it dabbled a little bit in shadow priest in Nylotha which was very fitting yes and, and did that for most of Shadowlands as well and um, but now yep evoker preservation the <clears throat> I just need to to brag on my name it's Isera. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like it. That's good. It's very, very, very clever and smooth. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> exactly, Sarah. So it's not not 
Not like the dragon aspect <laughs> that no we. There's no yeah in there. <laughs> no yeah, exactly. But no yeah. Well, some I, people I, I had to Sarah that way. You hear it sometimes. Yeah, oh, e Sarah. I'm like, that's not how you say it. <laughs> I think I kind of say it like that, especially uh, now. I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's, but it, yeah. I mean, we'll get to that, but um, it's, it's fun sometimes when they mention Ysera in game. I'm like, oh, that's, oh no, wait, that's oh, not wait, me. No, that's, not me. <laughs> <laughs> that's really impressive technology that they've added to this game. <laughs> they didn't just say champion or friend or hero. They're just like, I should say my name. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> Speech text is getting great. <laughs> Doesn't even sound robotic at all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, speaking of the game, what have you been up to in game? Uh, well, recently, I've um, I've been uh, doing Mythic Plus. That's m- most of what I do nowadays. Um, because I haven't really been able to raid. I've always raided a lot, but my work schedule hasn't really allowed for that. Um, I will be, however, in the future, which is nice. New job, new schedule, which is fun. Um, so I'll be raiding with my guild. But I've been doing a lot of Mythic Plus and been leveling a warrior because protection tank seems like fun. OP. Nice. It's okay. They, you they can say it. OP, yes. You're allowed yeah. to say it. <laughs> I, I, wanted, I wanted a tank in class that seemed easy, and so I, I chose the flavor of the month. Um, that works. Right. Yeah, yeah uh, but, but no. I wouldn't say it's mm-hmm. easy, but it's... It's strong. Easy-ish. Okay. It's yeah, it's <laughs> overpowered. Okay. I, I, I said it. I said it. That's the reason. Okay. I play with a a protection tank a lot in in Keys, and so one of my good friends and hosts on Wrath Babies tanks a lot for me, and he does it well. So I'm like, oh, I'm sure I could do that, right? So maybe we'll see. Maybe we will see once (laughs) I hit seventy, which I have not. Um, But so I've been leveling, and I've been doing Mythic Plus, and that's that's really that's really it. But uh, I'm I'm enjoying pushing Keys. It's fun to learn. It's fun to see what I can improve at and what uh, I'm not so good at, which is Asher Vaults and uh, <laughs> the second boss with all these the balls that come all around the room. I'm not very good at that at all. Not good <laughs> at the balls. Yep. They like smack you in the face and stuff. It's, it's not good. Yeah, balls in the face is usually... I'm not a fan of that, apparently. <laughs> well, it hurts, especially when you start doing like higher keys and stuff. The balls hurt. I, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be over here well, just snickering to myself. It's fine. Yep. Hey, instead of snickering to to yourself, you want to tell us what you've been up to? Well, what have I been up to? Uh, playing some WoW, just to you know, doing that. Um, finding some time in the evenings, and yes, yeah, so apparently I am a crazy masochist because I decided I was like, hey. Protection tanks is really good right now. And also the game was like going, Hey, Jin, you should tank because you got a shield out of heroic and you should get, oh, you also got a heroic one hander. I'm like, okay, fine. So yeah, I got like a 402 shield and 402, <laughs> you know, one hander. I was like, okay, fine. I'll give it a shot. So, you know, I, I got all my... All my macros set up and everything like that, and you know, eventually figuring it out. And uh, yeah, it's 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 good to go. It's fun. Uh, I'm slowly figuring it out. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit different from way back in the day from when I was doing it, but it's still pretty much the same thing. So you know, mostly shield I, block, mostly uh, is it ignore pain? Yeah, I just kind of like keep those active. That helps. Yes. Yep. Yep. 
So, yeah. I like that you started that sentence with "I'm a mas- masochist," and then you didn't really get to the point of where you've been. In you just like, oh, it's fine. Oh well, the, the whole masochist thing is because I've been—it's fine. I've been hugging completely. Mythic Plus. There it is. There it is. Yeah, that's that's the kicker. Yeah, because uh, so most of my guild is on the East Coast, and most of my playtime is late at night. So they're I have that issue too. Not online. So so whatever. It's Mythic Plus time for old Ginny Boy. I'm going it solo. <laughs> and oh, sometimes I'm like, other friends who were on like, you know, yeah, I don't the see West you online Coast. all the time. They're alley <laughs> or mountain time. Uh-huh, There's uh-huh. been sometimes I've seen you on. And I'm like, should I bug him right now? Hmm. The answer is yes. You can bug me. I don't care. Okay. I'm going to start bugging you more then. Yeah, you can bug me. Be prepared. Be prepared. Now the song's going to be in my head for a little bit. Beautiful. So, yeah. Well, what have I been up to? Really, really? Uh, I've been working a lot, but hey, that's cool because we're recording this like super duper early. So enjoy patrons. You're going to get this episode like way early. And because, um, yeah, uh, I'm going on vacation next week. Normally we record this on Tuesday. This is Saturday friggin morning. So it's true. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, a, I'm no, so sorry. 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 No, I, I was the one. <laughs> hey, Ease, could you do this at, on this day? He's like, yeah, I can do this day. You want to do it this time? I was like, yeah, let's do it. Boom. Good, good to go. So, yeah, it's Saturday morning, and I'm super excited because Monday I'm hopping on a plane to go to San Diego to just do nothing for several days, and it's going to be beautiful. And my wife's like, your work's going to call you. And I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> they're like, they're going to call you. I was like, it doesn't matter. I'll put them on do not disturb. <laughs> not answering. Exactly. Why didn't you answer? I was really sick. <laughs> Also, you're on vacation. vacation. Yeah, you don't need an excuse to not pick up your work phone when you're on vacation. (laughs) See, there you go. There's that. There's that European mentality. I I was gonna say, I'm gonna start calling you out on your American stuff. (laughs) Come on, dude. Do it. I like that. I like that. It's like (laughs) I think there was a a joke uh, that I saw on uh, Twitter. It was like uh, the differences in uh, European uh, uh, mentality versus American mentality when it comes on vacation. Where it's like, hi, I'll be on vacation from like, and it was like just a three day period. You can reach me on my cell. You can always send me an email or respond in the evening and da 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 da. And then it was the, the European response was, yeah, I'm going to be gone from July till the end of September. Don't even think about calling me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'll be camping. Don't, mm-mm, not reaching out. We're not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds that sounds glorious. So yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing. I at least Good. get one week of <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well, uh, Allie, what have you been up to? Huh? Huh? Healing huh? keys and stuff. Killing Razagath. Like you made did a I, joke. Did I do a key? I did one key last week. I wasn't impressed. It was like a five or something. But I was eight or a six. I think I did a six and a seven. I think I saw you stream that. Yeah, or yeah. It there was, was one I streamed. Was I was like, oh my god. Like, there's reasons I don't stream while I do dungeons. It was horrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then there was one time I looked at chat because you typed something and then I died. Or <laughs> someone died or something. I, I think it was literally yeah. when I said, don't read chat while, 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 like, you read yep. chat between pulls. Yep. And I think you literally read that and you died during a pull. So, that in, yeah, I think that, yep, that's, that's pretty much what happened. Yes. That sounds, that sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> Don't read this, Allie. Don't read this. Oh, crap. I'm dead. Should have listened to me. Yep. It was the first boss on Temple of Jade Serpent. 
That's right. Oh yeah, that one. That one will get you. I took Mari's Mari's like uh like water stream. Like I like clipped the end of it or something and I think that's I think that's the hardest boss in there. It's rough. It, it really is. is. Oh, yeah. Well, especially because like I don't bet you all, but like when you do it in time walking, you know, it's it's easy at the push over or whatever. And we've done it in time walking for quite a while now. So not doing it in Mythic Keys, part of my brain's like, oh, it's Tumble the Jade Serpents. Easy. Duh, 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 duh. Oh my God, everything's wrong. <laughs> I'm very happy they took out the stupid, like, you got to break his bubble with the. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Where it was like, all that the trash in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that was. That's nice. That, that was, that was a nice surprise. <laughs> yeah. You just show up and he's just there. It's nice. Right. Yeah, and I thought they were going to like have different, the second boss be rotating. I'm very glad they didn't do that either. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Is it always the same in time walking? Actually, I haven't done it in a while. Is it always no, that it, same it, boss? I think it's usually that boss, but it does rotate because I've gotten the okay. other one sometimes too. So, but yeah, so I've done. I finally got my rating over a thousand. I was pretty proud of that, considering whoop, whoop. Mythic Plus has trust me. I was like, yeah, all right, we're feeling good. This is good. Yeah, and you can use that valor even higher now. Yay! Yeah, exactly. That was the main reason I did it. And then I yep killed Razageth. Um, did all the catalyst stuff. I, um, races, reverse races. I'm so happy. Jin, <laughs> just like, I don't know what's We've going on. We've talked about this. Race, the dragon races. Or <laughs> that's my no, drug. I'm laughing because the way you're all reverse races, it sounded like it was like reverse racism. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, not reverse racism. Definitely like, not wait, what wait, we're about oh, here. Dragon races. <laughs> Never mind. Dragon, no, races. dragon races. I'm so excited because it's. They're, they're my drug. And so I didn't even know they were doing reverse races. And I went to go do a world quest and I saw that as an option. I'm like, oh, <gasps> are all my dreams coming true? But it's, it's like the, I, I, I did them they all. Call it? The mirror cup. And, and you know, yes, yes, Mario yes. Kart. Yeah, it's mirror cup. It is actually very funky when you're running your reverse race and someone's running like one of the regular races at the same time and you like pass by each other. I'm like, oh, hi. <laughs> but I. I, I I got gold in them all, and I got my title, and and now I'm sad that I have no more races. But it's my fault to you know choose to rush through them. So wait, sorry, you've already the patch percent up for four days, and you've already done all of them on reverse on gold. Yes, she did say it was wow. her drug. It's my <laughs> she drug. did she did say that. I I think I just kind of I didn't quite <laughs> expect. I, yeah. Wow! It's drug. I, no, that's impressive. That's it's, great. There, there are some really tricky ones. Like, there's a really tricky one near the Ruby Life pools that can just die in a fire. And there's one Thaldrassus that was a little rough. So there's a few rough ones in there. Like, it, there's just no room for error, which was rough, but it was fun, and I love them. And I, I always talk to people who you know were like who whiz through the content, and then they complain there's nothing left. I whiz through the content, and now there's nothing left, and now I'm sad. <laughs> It's great content, though. My my co my co-host on Wrath Babies, Eric. I'm just gonna keep saying it because apparently that's how you do promotion. I don't know. Good job. Good job. But he uh, he has this. He loves also the dra dragon races. He does. And he, he got gold super quick. And what he does is, as soon as someone gets like an achievement, like oh, you did Feldrasses or whatever, and if it's bronze or silver. He links his gold achievement. <laughs> oh, <laughs> else, mean! Just... <laughs> and he um, he loves being toxic, but in a nice way. It's only it's friendly. <laughs> friendly it's, it's toxicity. Yeah, yeah. And then he, he told yeah. me he just does the races in the middle of the night when no one else is online. So if he accidentally gets a silver 
you can just quickly fix that. <laughs> there you go. That's a, that's a good way to do that. Yeah. No, no one can see his shame. It's it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I've been playing around because I got a new uh, ring light and a new webcam, which I'm realizing the saturation is a little too high right now. But uh, what happens when you get all your settings set up for like nighttime and then you do a recording in the daytime? It's like, oh, well, this was all wrong. So I'd like quickly adjust it before I got on. So that was awkward. But uh, yeah, just playing around with that. And I, I completely like undid all of my cables and my desk and cleaned it all entirely off and then redid it all because I got like new shelves to put in and new camera and everything. So that took like that. That was like an all J project right there with cable management and everything. But yeah, that's that's about it. That's all the things. It's been a lot of things. Beautiful. Well, yeah. I guess, we, I guess we can do this. Nothing beats a brew shared between friends. Yep. It's true. Hey, E, since this was your idea, uh, what, what were you drinking today, buddy? Yes, of course. Today, I present to you the Gin Gin Mule. It is uh, a mix of uh, the classic uh, Moscow Mule with gin. It has <laughs> gin, it has mint, lime, uh, lime juice, freshly squeezed lime juice. Yes, yes, important. And ginger beer. beer. Ginger beer. Yes. It's like root so, beer, but ginger beer. As the non-American, what's the difference between ginger ale and ginger beer? Ginger ale is sweeter. Might have used ginger ale <laughs> and completely <laughs> maybe ruined the drink. I'm not sure. It still tastes good, but I think the only difference is that the ginger ale is sweeter. Is Whereas ginger like the ginger beer sweeter? has a bit of like a drier taste to it. Uh Ginger beer is made by fermenting fresh ginger and sugar, while ginger ale <laughs> is either fermented with whey or made by mixing soda water or club soda with artificial or real ginger syrup. There's your difference. That's the difference. All right. Um, I've never had, before I moved to the U.S., I never had either of them. And so I, I just kind of remember it's called ginger, so I just picked something up. And uh, <laughs> I think I think I used ginger ale. It's supposed to be ginger beer. I, I looked at the recipe, so and I, uh, yeah, uh, ginger beer uh, with some some uh, some gin and lime and mint uh, and simple syrup, and uh, it's I I really like it, even though I made it wrong. I think it tastes good. It's uh, <laughs> it's got a nice little t- twang, you know, and a little little ginger in there. So uh, I'm happy with it. I just realized why it's gin gin because it's like you get. Gin and then ginger. I was like, okay, all right. I also just realized that a little bit ago. This whole time, I've been like, why is it called ginger? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. That's why. Yeah, that's got why. It. Yeah, it reminds it's me of those, got there. Reminds me of those little candies that you get, the gingins, right? Because they're little, the ginger chews. They're pretty tasty. I like those. <laughs> Never. Well, he also, them. he also take cough drops as candy. So this is true. They're delicious. <laughs> now look at me like that. He's, it's they're good. <laughs> Particularly the menthol ones. Nah, so good. Why don't you just get a mint? <laughs> no. no. He likes, I sent him cough drops for Christmas. No, it was birthday. Mm-hmm. Birthday? Christmas? And they're all gone. I birthday, ate them all. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> and this was like a Do you have pack. A, it was a pretty good pack, too. <laughs> Do you have a favorite brand of cough drops? <laughs> um, I'm particularly fond of the Hall's menthol. Of course, yes. The harsher Classic. the better. Mm. Mm. Are, like, do you like the uh, fisherman's friend? I don't know if I've had those. Because mm. they're real not. menthol-y. They're... Ooh, I should try this. This sounds good. 
love you. Fisherman's oh, friends. Hmm. I have to look into this. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, this is this is a really good drink. I actually like it a lot more than I was expecting to. I don't have meals too often, but this is this is quite delightful. I actually might make another one later today. This is this is really good. Oh yeah, it's, it's quite quite delightful. <laughs> mm, yes, 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 it is. <laughs> I'm sorry, Fisherman's no, friend. Don't, don't original ever extra strong. <laughs> Ooh, I need to try this extra strong. <laughs> that fisherman's friend are you looking yeah, it up I'm already looking it up <laughs> I must try this it's, yeah, it, it, it's in a different league than Halls like it's House Halls 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 oh, yeah Halls it's, it's just a different league it's so much right, stronger well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna find these and I'm gonna try them yeah it's gonna be so good I'm gonna be addicted to fisherman's friend <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever makes you happy it's, it's fine it's fine uh-huh. just like Cheryl Crow said can't be that bad. Exactly. It makes you happy. Uh-huh. It, it doesn't make you sad, though. It's fine. Hey, but what also doesn't make us sad is uh, patrons, if you want to read that there, buddy. Hey, everybody. <laughs> How you doing? See, if you're listening to this right now and you're not a patron, you should probably hop on that old social media and track one down and tell them, hey, hi, patron of Live, Laugh, Lore. I just want to say thank you because I am not a patron because you, with you, you make this show better and you do silly things and make sure that silly things happen. Because without those patrons, the show wouldn't be nearly as awesome as it is. Now, granted, the show would still be here, but, you know, it just wouldn't be as awesome. It just adds an extra level of awesome. So, if you want to join their ranks and keep the fancy drinks flowing, keep listening to the end of the show, and you can find out how. You might even get some uh, gin uh, ASMR, I remember. It, it, it might happen, yes. Yeah. It yeah. might happen later. You, you never know. It, it could happen. Especially if he keeps drinking that drink there. Yeah, or had the fisherman's friends. Yeah, it could happen, too. <laughs> But anyway, I'm not going to press this button. How am I supposed to live, laugh, love in these conditions? It's true. We got some conditions. It's, it's true. So uh, it's not the best news, unfortunately, uh, this time. But if you remember back in episode 62, we mentioned the proletariat studio because the, the entire studio was making steps towards unionization. And we were so happy for them, especially because it was the whole studio, which was one of ABK's complaints with Raven and Albany. Yeah. ABK went full force on squashing the unionization efforts. And as the CWA explains it, proletariat CEO Seth Sivak chose to follow Activision Blizzard's lead and responded to the workers' desire to form a union with confrontational tactics. Like many founders, he took the workers' concerns as a personal attack and held a series of meetings that demoralized and disempowered the group, making a free and fair election impossible. Now, the employees who were heading up to form this union did say they already had enough support the people on staff to actually win. Uh, basically, the CWA withdrew their petition for the union because with the workers being de- so demoralized, it just it wouldn't have been a fair vote. So when asked for comment, ABK said, we appreciate that the CWA has unilaterally decided to withdraw its petition in response to employee feedback. As we've stated, we welcome the opportunity for each employee to safely express their preferences through a confidential vote, our team at Proletariat does extraordinary work every day. They remain focused on working with their teams to continue to make Proletariat a place where we can all grow, thrive, and be a part of an amazing team and culture. And they also claim that the allegations that the CEO demoralized employees were false and just responding to concerns from employees who felt pressured and intimidated by CWA. And the CWA was like, oh, but they had a series of meetings that led to those employees feeling demoralized and disempowered. 
the proletariat CEO, apparently, according to some, framed those meetings in a way that they were a personal betrayal of proletariat. And other employees say they were felt as that they were rushed and communication was confusing and it was announced during the holidays. So it was just a shit show. I'm sure there's truth to that as well. I wouldn't be surprised. But overall, I'm also not surprised to hear that proletariat pulled some union busting maneuvers. So, yeah, that was kind of a disappointment to hear. What do you guys think about all that business? I personally just find it very ironic that the name of the company is Proletariat and they are engaging in union busting moves. (laughs) So I'm sorry. That just cracks me up because if in case you don't know, the definition of proletariat is the workers or working class people. (laughs) So that's what it means. And the CEO is basically saying, screw you workers. (laughs) So yeah, I just, I I can't get over the irony. Yeah. I think it's funny that apparently like you said that, uh, where you, I'm trying to read for here, but you said something that, um, there were workers who felt, not oppressed, but they felt they felt uh, uh, pushed and intimidated by CWA. Yeah, I that's interesting Supposedly. to me. Like, yeah, exactly, but I'm just how. Oh, we really want you to form a union, and we want you to vote for it. Do you, uh, you can just vote no, right? If you're if you feel pushed, right? Yeah, or just not join the union even after it's formed. Like if. If you really want to, like, if you really yeah. don't want to be part of a union, you can just not join the union. <laughs> yes, I, you, would, you would think, yes. It's just interesting. Yeah. That they claim that they were intimidated. Well, in our last bit of news, uh, it's about Brian Burning, Birmingham, Birmingham, who was the co-leader, co-lead developer of World of Warcraft Classic. He was recently fired due to his protesting of the stack ranking policy that was forced upon managers from ABK leaders. Since I tend to ramble, as everyone knows, I'm going to just read the excerpt from Bloomberg article that explains that policy, so that keeps me from rambling. This says, employees are ranked on a bell curve and managers must give low ratings to a certain percentage of staff, according to people familiar with the change who asked not to be named discussing private matter, of course. Managers are expected to give poor, quote, developing status, to roughly 5% of employees on their teams, which would lower their profit-sharing bonus money and could hamper them from receiving raises or promotions in the near future. That sounds like complete crap. Um, to have to give 5% employees bad rating, it, it's that's stupid. That's so stupid. So Brian did put out a long Twitter thread explaining what happened. That policy, the formation of ABK as a parent company, and it kind of gives a peek behind the curtain of the umbrella of leadership. It's, it's a great thread, honestly, if you haven't read it. Um, you can find his Twitter at Brian Birming, just Birming, B-I-R-M-I-N-G. And the, the tweet out of that thread I want to pull out says, but ABK is a problematic parent company. They put us under pressure to deliver both expansions early. It is deeply unjust to follow that by depriving employees who worked on them for their fair share of profit. The ABK team should be ashamed of themselves. And I would agree, because that's a crap rating system. What do you guys do you guys have any thoughts on all that business? Yeah, my initial thought when I read it was, yeah, that's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not a that's not an ABK or anything. That's a that's a corporate America thing. <laughs> oh. 
Luckily, I work for a company that it's more based off of the economy and this and that at the time where corporate will basically say, all right, you have forced 5%. And sometimes that is totally, it's not even a, an issue because sometimes you do have underperforming staff and it's no big deal. But when you have all stellar performing staff, yeah, we, we get into big long arguments with HR saying, I'm sorry, we're not going to lump them into that when they just don't deserve that rating. So we get into long, long drawn out conversations over this kind of stuff. And and yeah, it's it really sucks when it's forced upon us. And, and like I said, most years it's not it's not that big of an issue because there are those underperforming that, that we would kind of lump them in there anyway. And that's that's kind of fine. But it just it really sucks when it's forced upon you. And, and it just yeah, yeah, I I I personally hate the, the forced upon you method. And I just yeah. And it really is just corporate basically trying to save money. That's all it is. It's, oh, yeah. It's basically for sure. saying that, uh, well, if we have 5% of our workforce not getting as much of a bonus this year, we will save X amount of dollars. And you're just like, well, that's that's some BS. So, yeah. 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 I, I think what was really interesting to this is like, it was a really good tweet thread from Brian. Yeah. Like he, had a, he, he really clarified things. And I feel like he was very. It, on his tone, it seemed like, you know, this is not necessarily a blizzard leadership thing. It's a, like you said, Jen, it's a corporate America thing where it's very common to do this. And I I don't know if I saw somewhere, probably not in that thread or if it was a different thread about this, where it basically said it started in the 60s. I can't remember. There, they had, there was, I'm just pulling things out of my, you know, but, uh, um, but basically saying, yeah, this is, it's been going on for a long time. And I don't know if it works or not, but obviously it gives the companies a thing to say, oh, we're going to save some money. But but what I liked about what Brian said is that, you know, he it doesn't seem necessarily like this is a problem at Blizzard. It's just a corporate America. What is a problem at Blizzard, or if it is ABK, is the fact that Brian stood up to this and instead of having a conversation about it, he lost his job. Yeah. Like that's what's problematic to me in this specific case as well because it's one thing to be like oh sorry this is a corporate policy not a lot you can do about that unless you want to upend the entire corporate America but it's very unfortunate that he lost his job for it instead of being able to okay well let's you know find a solution or something um, and I don't know if you noticed this but that the quote that you did about ABK being a problematic parent company and that they were uh, put under pressure to deliver expansions early in a later tweet, he said, "Yeah, that was I. I shouldn't have said that. Like Brian, I don't know if he was contacted or something. Whoops, but sorry, Brian. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was. But I mean, he's he's he was honest about it. Which I mean, yeah. clearly that that's you know the ABK is trying to say like, no, you can't say that. I don't know if that's part of NDA or something because I'm, it's not great, not great publicity <laughs> for the for the company. Um, yeah, it's not. But sometimes it's." truth and people need to know the truth about you know crunch and what corporate pushes on them and that kind of jazz yeah i think it's good that he said it i yeah wonder what repercussions he will be facing for that might be hard to find another job in gaming but hopefully not but good on him for standing up for what's right yes yes hey should we finally talk about some lore and have some fun with this absolutely let's do that what you talking about what you talking about? What you talking about? What you, what you, what you talking about? 
well, <laughs> finally, this part of the episode, uh, we teased about it. We took time to grind the rep. Now we have finally arrived at Renown 19 with Valdrakhan Accord. And for those who have not been through it yet, or if you want to wait and experience it yourself before you hear us talk about it, this is your only spoiler warning for the rest of the episode. I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. Spoiler. That's right. I just keep hearing these bumpers and I'm like, I'm here. I get to be here live with the bumpers. <laughs> <laughs> live with the bumpers. I feel like we need to fit more bumpers in the episode now. Uh, with that being oh, said, though, that. we're... We're, oh, I know you can. I know. Uh, so let's get into it. So we can do that. Uh, so we start off with an emerald summons from Marithra, Ysera's daughter. We head to the Emerald Gardens because she is hosting the Azure Draconid, Rymik, who wishes to learn more about the green dragon flight, their charge, learn how to protect the gardens, and even help protect the gardens. Supposedly. Marithra, appreciating this knowledge of magic he has, hopes that the two of them and their flights can learn from each other, which... I thought it was great. It was nice seeing different dragonflies work together like this. I thought it was going to be all warm and cozy and a great thing. Did you guys have any initial thoughts about this business? Uh, I don't if know. If not, that's okay. Not really. He was just like, was like, oh, what's up, guy? You seem all right to me. Kind of, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. I, I can't remember now when I started being suspicious. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> was, As we go along, you'll probably it, be like, oh yeah, yeah, that was the moment. <laughs> That's the moment, yeah. Yeah. Well, as a story, you know, with most places in Dragon Isles, the primalists are causing a lot of issues, as they do. And we're asked to clear out some of the lashers, wake up some ancient guardians who could help defend the Emerald Gardens. And we discover that one of them, as well as a dryad, have been killed by ice spikes. Rymek also, for some reason, asks us to kill a bird that was part of the defense of the gardens because... Supposedly, it was becoming too feral. So we do. And Martha sends us to talk to her son, Jerithus, I believe is how you say it, who is engaged in a sensitive magical project. And he explains that in places like the Emerald Gardens, when they shed tears, those tears crystallize and carry great power within them. And Jerithus continues to kill me with talks of wishing he had more time with his grandmother, Ysera. And as it turns out, Emerald Dreams are Emerald Tears are in high number right now because there are just so many grieving the loss of Ysera still. And Jerithus believes that if a high number of those are collected, it might be enough magic to call Ysera. Ring her up on the emerald phone, I guess. The banana yes. phone? Ring, ring, banana phone? I don't know. But now it's em- emerald. Emerald phone. Yeah, the emerald phone. Ring, ring, the emerald phone. <laughs> just ring, like ring, that. Ring, 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 ring. <laughs> hey, hey, Jen, do you want to read... Uh, Jareth, this is Siri to us here. I absolutely do. As the dreamer, Ysera has immense power over the Emerald Dream. I guess she died. We haven't really had a dreamer. Anyway, nature spirits from Azeroth who go to the Ardenweald will pass through the Emerald Dream on their way to being reborn. So, if we can get Ysera that far, and if we can anchor her there somehow, then maybe she could come back. I just don't know how she can leave Ardenweald. If she's bound to the Winter Queen. Maybe if someone takes her place? But that's not a nice thought. No, it's not a nice thought. And not only does Jarvis think he can empower some anchors to keep you Sarah in the Emerald Dream, if they can get her there. But Taronda and Malfurion are also currently exploring the depths of Ardenweald, searching for possibilities to bring you Sarah back. What are we thinking so far? So far, I was thinking, oh, Ysera's coming back. Mm, mm, mm. 
<laughs> you said it was coming back. Party, party. <laughs> that was literally my thought. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was that was it. I was, wasn't really thinking much beyond that at this point. <laughs> I just had this this vision or, or picture in my mind of all these green draconids and dragons just walking around the gardens, just crying and letting their tears like fall to the ground. Like, no, you know, not trying. They're just walking around weeping and just letting their... Th- their tears fall into the ground so they can get crystallized because that's where we get to pick up their tears. It's true. And it, it's just a funny picture to me. I mean, sad, of course, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I tend to like, if I cry, which I do a lot, uh, I like, I wipe it off. You know, I don't like just let it fall into the I ground. I mean, th- there were a couple moments during this quest line for various reasons. I did have a couple of teardrops on my desk. So then I imagine those like just turning into emerald tears. Now I am picturing Gareth is with his little plan here, just basically walking around. Either one, like you guys need to cry more. Grandma's dead. <laughs> cry. <laughs> or he's just walking up and just maybe a little subtler approach. It's like, yeah, Sarah was really great, wasn't she? Yeah. See, I remember when she used to bake the cookies. Like, oh my god, I remember it so much. Like, don't. Don't you remember when she She's did that grandma, one thing for you? And, and it's like, I miss grandma. <laughs> I think he'd be more subtle. I think he's, 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 he's pretty smart. He's pretty smart. I think he'd be pretty smooth with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it, yeah. it's, a, it's his way of going, yes. Yes. Give me those tears. <laughs> oh, there, there. Let me dry those tears. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. Your anguish sustains me. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely where, you know, started getting. Suspicious, though, of Rymik because he wanted to kill that bird. And there were a bunch of primalists. I don't know if you noticed that. Dead primalists around that bird. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Rymik, what you up to, buddy? Yeah, it's like, I thought the bird was supposed to defend. But he was like, oh, it almost killed us on the way over. Oh, goodness sakes. Oh. So, yeah. I wonder why, Rymik, huh? <laughs> bird smart. <laughs> but really bad that I killed it now. <laughs> Well, within the Emerald Gardens is an area called the Ancient Bow, which contains the Green Dragonflight's Ozone, as well as the portal to the Emerald Dream. And it's guarded by poor Somnicus, Som- Somnicus, Somnicus, yeah, Somnicus, uh, the father of that green dragon that was killed by the harpoon trap during the main Nukud quest line. We talked about it. It's sad. But once again, Blizzard makes us feel emotions as Somnicus expresses his just pure grief over the loss of his son. It was, it was, it was getting me. It was getting me. Meanwhile, Rymik has us give, quote, dynamic but very cold gemstones as a gift to the guards for their hard work. And reading some of the guards' quest text was like, or not quest text, but like text they would say, but like, uh, thanks. Or, uh, it's cold. Or it's like, oh, he thinks. Like, oh, some of them liked it, some of them didn't. Oh, and Rymik also asked to see the pearl to the Emerald Dream. No yeah. reason. He just he just wants to see the portal. Yeah, that was that was straight up when I was like, "This dude's doing." He, I don't know. He's he's up to no good. He's up there. He's like, "Can I just? Can I, I just want to see it. I don't want. I don't want to go through. I just want to see it. It's like a kid asking for cookies. I just want to see the cookies. I just okay. want to smell them. That's just all. You don't get any cookies. I just want to see it. I just want to see it. Right. And now I'm also picturing freaking Gareth with like a, a vial next to uh, Somnicus over here where he's like, he's like oh my <laughs> god, yes, let it out, let it I out. I guarantee Somnicus <laughs> provided a lot of those tears. Uh, 
He's like, I got a freaking gold mine over here. Man, this is, this is really great. Uh, no, no, no. The, uh, I'm very sorry for your loss. But please continue. Keep, keep, keep <laughs> crying, please. Please. <laughs> I feel like there's so many times now when us players get like coaxed into doing things for the bad guy. Uh, and, and like with Selatath in, in BFA to like summon all those things. and But I, at least then it was kind of intriguing. Like, oh yeah, you know, I want to... I want to. I'm actually. I want to hear about Nisoth, and I want to. I want to see Ashara as a player. And now he's just like, I. This guy's clearly gonna. Is <laughs> clearly gonna betray everyone. I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, the super red flag at this point. It's like, uh, do we really want to do that, Somnicus? Like, do we? Do we want to let him see the portal? It's like maybe not. <laughs> how about? How about no? How about no? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, next we get a small cinematic with evil music in which freaking Rymick freezes the guards, probably because of those gemstones, surprise, surprise, and then opens portals so a bunch of primalist air elementals can head to the Emerald Dream. Garethus, Jarethus, however you say it, uh, thanks quickly and tail swipes us out of there so we can be safe, which was very smart, and so we can help put a stop to this. We kill a Herald of the Frost, who with his dying breath says, we will find it but we don't know what it is at this point somnicus is feeling like shit as he probably should be because he let rhymicast as i'm calling him now because he's an ass so rhymicast <laughs> as like, <laughs> 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 nope that's his name now i'm 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 just deeming it his name now uh i typed it in the notes the rest of the time it's great <laughs> but uh he feels like shit for letting the ass rhymic uh see the portal and Maritha also explains that there's something precious and powerful in the Emerald Dream that she swore to protect. The seed that was given to Toronto from the Winter Queen, which contains the souls um, the Night Elves lost in the burning of the World Tree. Now in a cinematic, we get to see her plant it. And at the end of the cinematic, we see a small sapling start to grow. A sapling that will one day make it into the physical realm. And we're going to go ahead and plant cinematic here so everyone can hear it. This seed is everything. So many beloved souls entrusting their fate, their hopes to us. Are we certain it will be safe? Come. Grace, this gift will be kept hidden from those who would wish it harm. Yet the time will come when it must leave the cradle of the dream and take its place in our world. And when it does, its protection will fall to us. My beloved Kaldorai, all you have suffered, all you have given, will not be in vain. This I swear to you.
What is it, my love? Just a feeling that this time will be different. Hmm. All right. What were you guys thinking about that cinematic? I got a couple thoughts. First of all, my first thought was the little mini cinematic when Garethus or whatever slapped me away with his tail. That was the most unrealistic video I've ever seen. Because as someone who has been raiding as long as I have, I would never stand behind a dragon. <laughs> I don't know. That was my first thought. I was like, no, never get around. Stay away from the tail swipe. Watch the tail. We know that. We know that clip. <laughs> You're going to lose 50 DKP. But yeah, no, like the the whole cutscene and everything. I really liked it because it felt like, it, particularly at the at the end there, when Toronto was like, we should we should finally put it in the little 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 zoopy zoop, the little swirly do when it went into the <laughs> dream, and the little little boop, little, <laughs> little sprout came out. <laughs> the zoop zoop and the dweep. Well, I mean, it's like it also kind of made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> here oh. it will be safe. You mean in the big swirly thing where it's like, look here. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't put it like, oh, let's hide it over here. Like, no, it was like, no, with this big wide open and the little swirly through and it's right there in the middle. Uh, and nothing ever invades Emerald Dream. No, no, never, never. There's never the Emerald Nightmare. Yeah, it's notoriously safe in the Emerald Dream. Yeah, super safe, super safe. <laughs> yeah, and but at the same time, like when Toronto like put it there, she's just like, it, it felt like it was finally like, imagine if you were walking around town. I'm not saying a bad neighborhood or thing. Just walking around town, and you were holding not even a, not even a suitcase or anything, but just a, in your pocket, like a, it was like say a cashier's check, right? Just a cashier's check, and it was for like nine hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> right? <laughs> Wouldn't you be like, let me just get to the freaking bank? <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is what she was feeling like when she finally stuck it in the ground. She was like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Cause can you just imagine all of your people get put into the seed and then someone's someone comes along, burns it, smashes it. Like all those souls are like, seriously, I'm just, I can understand her. I don't know her. Her like, ah. she, she probably, she probably round up real tight right there. And just finally, finally yeah. she was able to like breathe for a moment. Like, okay. okay. <laughs> well, and honestly, that's probably the first time she has taken a moment like that. Since the world tree happened, think about everything's happened in her life since then. Like this was probably the first time she's really taken that moment just to breathe. Oh yeah, because yeah. even after she got her revenge on Sylvanas, she still had the seed to to carry around and take care of and keep safe. That's true. Yeah, and then as we learned earlier, like she's been trying to find a way to get Ysera back. Yeah. So she's the girl's been busy off all the you know stuff with Alun and everything, and just yeah, yeah. I. I realized in the cinematic how much Tyrande loves saying beloved. <laughs> That's true. That's true. She does say that a lot. She said, she, you know, she said it about the seed and the souls and then about her Kaldori and then Melfir. You know, there's just a lot of beloved. So she's got a lot of love. Yeah. yeah. Dis- despite her, her, her anger and, and uh, rage, you know, she still has love in her heart. And the just... Them continuing this story and not just leaving it at the fact that because I feel like they could have just for some reason said that oh yeah she has the seed we'll get back to that then bench it for a while yeah yeah they're glad they continue that and it 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 makes me excited for possibly like a night elf themed expansion in the future or elf 
feel like I would love to have like a, a an expansion that's like, oh, we got the night elves doing their thing and the blood elves over here, maybe even some more void elf or high elf or um or night nightborn stuff. I we haven't really had like a full on elf expansion. So I, I'd be here for that. I'd be here for that. And then Jin can get his Emerald Dream. It, no. It's not, not in the elf. Ten no. one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> ten two. And maybe I, ten two. Maybe. I believe. <laughs> yeah. Hedge my bets. There's a 10 something. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. We'll see. But yeah. Fair. I don't know. I don't know. Allie, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the video? Like, I, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, I liked. So we've seen over the years how strong Toronto is and everything she's been through, which is a lot. And she's always, you know, having to be a strong one. Like, Seeing her take a moment to like lean into Malfurion and have him like wrap his wrap around her like that, like, and her to be like have that moment of just being vulnerable and open and letting him do that, like, that's such a rare thing, I think, for us to see from Toronto because she has been so strong. And so to see her take a moment for herself to just be comforted, like, that was pretty amazing, I thought. And I really liked that moment. I was like, oh, oh, Toronto, I want to hug you too. Can I hug you? I will hug you. Knowing Toronto, um, she might be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll be, I'll, I'll be like, but I'm Night Fae. And then she say yes. Well, and then I give her a hug. I don't know. She might. <laughs> she, I don't know. Toronto does not strike me as a hugger. She's really not. Which is another reason why, like, it would really, like, that moment to me meant a lot. Because she is. She doesn't seem like a touchy-feely kind of person usually. And she's, and we've seen so much of that, that Night Warrior side of her for so long. That to see her again take this moment like that was, I thought that was really powerful. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. It's good. But yeah, the, the thought of like a new world tree maybe, like it was like, it's exciting. I also thought that that sapling popped up really quickly. Like she planted it and then five seconds later, boop, and it was there. I'm like, oh. Magic. Emerald dream. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's magical. It's a magic seed and a magic realm and magic dirt with magic swirlies. There's lots of magic going around. So that was not. That was the last thing on my mind. I mean, it makes yeah. sense, but I also was like, oh, that I mean, it's, be nice. it's barely a seed, right? It's just a, right. a husk with souls. <laughs> yeah, just a husk with souls. <laughs> well, uh, moving on. While we were blocked up from the portal, Marissa basically tells us that there's a backdoor into Ardenweald. Wow, a backdoor into the Emerald Dream found in Ardenweald. And there's also a conversation with Seminicus where he basically says that he is willing to be the one to take Isera's place within the realms of Shadowlands, which will also then be with his son. He was talking about how he's got nothing left here and is making me tear up again. It's fine. But that would also allow Ysera to then enter, enter the Emerald Dream, which would let, you know, Garethus do his thing. So we gather some familiar allies to help us. We saw a good old uh, Hamul Rodent Totem from the Starian Circle. We saw Scout Tomul. And Archdruid of the Claw, Coda Steel Claw. I also saw um, the silly crow chick hanging around too. I think she joined us. Um, so we get to Ardenweald. We meet with Ysera and tell her about the plan of Seminicus taking her place, taking Ysera's place. And then we get another cinematic. Sarah, your flight needs you. We need you. Whatever the price may be for your return to Azeroth, name it. Tyrande. Tell us! It's me. I must be the one to stay. What? Isera knows this, 
though she would never ask it of me. No, we will find another way. When she gave her life for mine in Balshara, it was not her time. And now, the balance may be restored. Then, then I will stay as well. Chandras and the others can... Tiranda, should everything we hope come to pass, the Kaldorai will need you. I am so tired, Malfuri. Do not ask this of me. After everything we have endured. My love, you have always been the strength of our people. They will follow you ever onward, and you will never be alone. Until I see you again, I will dream of the night we may truly rest together. Ugh. So Goodness. sad. <laughs> Can't props not cry in the next couple minutes. So hey, ease. Uh, after we after the cinematic, we go and talk to Ysera, and she has something to share with us. You want to read that? Absolutely. Ysera, Malfurion says Ysera, by the way, just putting that out there. Um, she says... Somnicus cannot offer his life. Instead, someone must bear the binding that connects me to the Winter Queen and to Ardenweald. Dragons like him, and like his son, Solithus, are not predestined to come to Ardenweald. Ardenweald is for powerful nature spirits that may one day be reborn to their own realms. It has happened countless times over, and it will happen countless, countless times again. Only someone who is already part of that cycle may take my place here. Well, before I move on, do you guys have any thoughts on that cinematic? Yes. I have some serious thoughts on that cinematic. And I'll start with the I'll start with the the good, the good side of it, all right? And that is so the previous cinematic, it was like, "Oh, finally finally Toronto could finally get a rest." And then bam, slap with this and you're just like, "Oh my god." So it does feel very much like they captured it absolutely perfectly because this is exactly how it'd be filled it's like i am so f***ing tired <laughs> yeah stop really universe this is what you're gonna do to me <laughs> that's what it felt like to me <laughs> and she was just like okay of course of course that's what it is it's kind of a, and, it, and then she just kind of was like all right fine all right because, yeah, it does feel like, you know, swoopy swap, trady places, not a permanent. Right? It doesn't feel like it was a permanent thing. It was just like someone always has to be here. It it didn't feel like it was like, all right, now you're stuck here forever, Malfuria. And it was like, well, yeah, if you start pops back in, it's like, all right, Malfuria, you can go. Say. It's just someone has to be here because it's the way it works, right? You're kind of part of the, the Winter Queen now because the Winter Queen is... You know, if you go with Daddy D, go and say, I am Revendreth, right? What happens if him or part of him leaves Revendreth, right? Who knows? The whole realm could crumble. <laughs> Who freaking knows? Um, Now, okay. Now, now here's the one thing that I, my, I really took away from it was, obviously you can't see this right now, but there was one thing that really, really stood out to me when I was watching this. 
and that was Malfurion's eyeballs. Normally, he had like the glowing, like golden eyes. He eventually like kind of like inherited it. No, 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 no. They were not golden. This is what I was thinking. The vassal of life disguises treachery. Beware the eyes of green. Those were some very green eyes on Malfurion. <laughs> and like really focusing in on them. So I was like, huh, all right then. So and Malfurion's a little bit of a vassal of life. He kind of is like Mr. Nature Man. I don't know. So we'll see what happens there. That's all I'm saying. You never know. I have no freaking clue when old Nizoth's whispers are going to rear their ugly head. Like, for example, a lot of people are talking about the Oath Stones being, you know, the five keys and all that kind of stuff. So right. you never know. You never know. Well, you just blew my mind. I was going <laughs> to mute and take a drink of my drink and then you play the line. I'm like, oh, my F. I, I can't. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my F. <laughs> Payback. Payback for the what episode? Episode 12. Episode 12. I'm very proud of that episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, um, damn it. I, wow. So that's another theory we can throw to the hat for that line. That's, that's crazy. You're right, though. They were, they were, I forgot that they were green and not blue. For some reason, I blew my head, but I think you're right. They were green. Oh, they were super green. <laughs> In the cinematic, they're super green. Yeah, like, that's the right. one thing you're that right. I saw. They like, they're so weirdly green. Shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like they were kind of focusing in. Like it felt like their camera was like, look at his eyes. You see his eyes? Look how green they are. <laughs> so does he actually have other eyes in some other? Because I'm just looking now back in the, at the first cinematic with the seed. And he has like different glowy eyes, but that's just the, the quality of the cinematic. But his eyes are green then too. When does he have golden eyes? Oh, this is back in the day like um when he first showed up in like like cataclysm time frame he had like he either had like the the night elf standard silver glowing eyes but yeah Al, i think after the events of i think technically it was velshara like he even mentioned mm. when yasera basically saved his life he's had the super duper i'm like part of the green dragonflight eyes almost at this point so yeah, and, and I don't know, like, very touching, very heartwarming, like, moment, and I was just like, and then they, they zoomed in on his eyes, I was like... You're right. That that did seem pretty purposeful, and I thought it was more just the drama of the moment, but now I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's it's both, right? It was very much the drama of the moment, very right, touching, yeah. and, you know, Taronda was like, you've got to be kidding me right now. Like, are you... St- we, we already did that. We don't need to do it again. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's... What? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that like that's where my, my brain immediately went to. And, and it, it was like the that gif of freaking Leonardo DiCaprio with the drink. Like, <laughs> like that's that was, yeah. that was my moment there. I was like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> God, that's my implications with that. Ugh. Yeah, now if you're in did spend... A fair bit amount of time captured by Xavius, even though it's the shade of Xavius, but you know, in close proximity to the Emerald Nightmare and the Soth, and uh, hmm, yeah, we might be onto something here. I don't know if the, I like it, but we might be onto something. Yeah, but yeah, with all the focus on the Infinite Dragonflight and things like that, it's just it feels like things are going to be like 
going a little topsy turvy um, by mm. the end of this here expansion. <sighs> yep. Damn it. On hey, the, Ease, what 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 did you think about the cinematic? <laughs> yeah, on on a similar like on Melfurion on the Melfurion road, but not in a necessarily who's corrupted. <laughs> it was interesting, like reading uh, Isera's um, comment afterwards, her text saying that like, oh yeah, so normal green dragons don't normally come to Ardenweald, but apparently like, Malfurion is destined to go to Ardenweald. Like his soul is already connected to Ardenweald and it was supposed to be powerful nature spirits. Why is Malfurion a power? I, I mean, he's very closely connected to the dream, right? And to, to the Emerald dream, but why is he such a powerful nature spirit? Because usually to Ardenweald is where the the wild gods come, right? And Isera was obviously a, a an aspect and super closely connected, but is Malfurion really that closely connected to it? My take on that would basically be his incessant, like constantly hanging out with Cenarius and learning from him and being... That's like, true. Because Cenarius absolutely has probably been there more than once. <laughs> like... Oh, hey. And Malfurion just spent time sleeping over there. And, and, and yeah. Mal- and Malfurion spending so much time in the dream. Like, and that's another thing that w- kind of took away from the cinematic was Tyrande's like, I finally got you back after yeah. you spending thousands of years in the Emerald Dream. Because <laughs> he did do that. He went to sleep a lot. Um, yeah, that's that was, that was my other kind of takeaway was... Yeah, you've spent a lot of time in the Emerald Dream, so you yeah. spending some time in Ardenweald doesn't feel that weird for him. Yeah. Right. And it's, you know, he's he's still alive, technically. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, yes, he's connected to, to Ardenweald now, but he doesn't really have the same problem that Isera has, that she hasn't been... I mean, this is all very fluid. We're going to get into it, but we're like, Isera can return, but she's not been re-alived she's just reborn in Ardenweald and it's it's all very cosmic afterlife stuff but but I, yeah it's interesting to see how long do they keep Malfurion in there is he just in the bookshelf now or is he gonna be a you know maybe or you know if he's the green eyes that we need to be aware of then I'm sure we'll see him soon enough but uh, on, on a Toronto note I thought the, the the line I'm so tired was just perfect like the word tired is like, yes, that's what you are. And not surprising, Toronto, that you are tired. Um, so, I mean, the only right thing for her was to would be to to find someone else to 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 rest with, maybe a Illidan, because... <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, I, I'll be honest, that's what I thought. Like, okay, so my fear is gone now. Now, my OTP can happen. <laughs> 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 Let's not talk about the fact that Illidan is locked Illidan in a different... Illidan would be different... so happy. I mean, he would, except he's now <laughs> locked up with the Sargeras. Uh, so... No. <laughs> yeah, that, that no, line I of... kid. Yeah. I mean, you never, you never know. That could be know. how he comes back. <laughs> but no, like, seriously, like that line of, like, I'm so tired. The voice acting on an animation of that line was so well done because you you could feel it like how tired she was 
And I think we've all had those moments in our life where we were that level of exhaustion just from life in general and the card that life dealt to us. That was a moment where I had a couple of teardrops on this desk right here because I felt that in my soul very deeply. Um, but it was just, it was so well done. And again, to have her admit it, like, and when you consider everything she's been through, it just, uh, that was a moment for me. And I almost started crying a little bit ago and we heard it again. It's, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I hadn't considered this whole Malfurion, Green Eyes, Nazal stuff. And now like, it's just a whole other level of like processing these Il- Ilganoth lines. And it's, oh my gosh, that's just mind blown. This is, uh, this is going to be really long if I get into that though. So I'm going to go ahead and continue on because we have more to talk about. Because <laughs> uh, afterwards we talk with the Winter Queen about Ysera and Malfurion switching places as he's read for us. As a little side note, when I talked to the Winter Queen, she actually acknowledged that I'm Night Fae. I was like, you know me. And she's, she's like, yeah, I know you. What's up? I was like, she said, as a member of my court, you know, the cost to save the child of dreams was high. I'm like, I do know. Hi. Hi, Winter Queen. Thank you. I just thought that was a really neat little moment. I was really stupid excited about that. Anyways, Ysera and Malfurion make the switch. Toronto and Malfurion... <laughs> take this really long, silent walk away from the area. And I followed along like a creepy stalker third wheel. It's it's fine. Ease did too. It's, you know, how can you... And I half expected them to just like disappear after a few steps, but they kept going. I'm like, oh, where are we going? I'm going to go too. And they're really quiet the whole time. It felt really bad following. Um, but when they finally get to, uh, you know, the roots of a tree you know, where he was getting ready to lay down, Taronda said, sleep my love until the forest calls once more. Malfurion says, whatever comes, my love, remember, our bond is eternal. So don't go sleep with Illidan. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That was the line. I was like, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's eternal. Don't find anyone else while I'm sleeping. Um, Now, Malfurion kind of animation wise awkwardly plops down and I kind of chuckled and he fell fast asleep. Tronda kneels next to him once again, just getting stuck with a sleeping husband. Except this sleep's a little different, and my heart broke for her. Yeah. Oh, on that note, like wh- they didn't really clarify that. They just said that, oh, you're going to fall asleep. Is that just because it's so taxing to be bound to the Winter Queen? Why do you think? That was my That's take on what, it. That was what I was thinking, yeah. Right. Because especially he was really, after the conversation, he was really, like, he like, passed the F out. And so yeah. I assumed it was just so taxing to take on that um, burden, I guess. I don't know, maybe he needs yeah. a big of anima stuff or whatever. Like when mm. you first get there, it's like, oh, you need your anima juju. He needs anima juju, except Erlon's not there to give it to him. Yeah, it's because uh, we we killed him. No, we didn't kill him. We killed his little copy duplicate thing. Mm-hmm. He brought Evil. it on himself. Hey, no, hey, whoa. You are kicked off the show. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> We're going to re-record without you now. Um... <laughs> <laughs> at this point oh goodness Ysera gets ready to go to the Emerald Dream and we can join her briefly she talks about how she can feel the energies of rebirth surging in her and she's ready to go from the realms of death into life and she very dramatically turns into a dragon she opens her wings her new model new model is just it's fucking awesome like she's got some iron wield on her that like bluish purpley tint like on her wings like around her like head a little bit and all of her breath tacks look a little Ardenwieldy now. 
which was awesome. And she flies into the dreamway and we follow really cool, epic feeling moment. And we end up in the same area that we see at the end of the Emerald Nightmare raid. I went exploring a bit, went into the cave where that spirit we Sarah led us to back in the day. And the void flower that we purify in BFA, not there. I, I double checked. Meanwhile, Ysera is over there talking about how something's changed and her connection to the dream feels different somehow. Different. Did you guys have any thoughts at this moment you want to share? Mm, no. Just I was like, why does it feel different? I don't know. Yeah. Probably because you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because you're dead. So nice, Jen. It's so nice. I was I was like low-key hoping that they were going to give us a new area of the Emerald Dream. And then like, oh, it's yeah, here. Yeah, that would okay. be really nice. That been, I, it's always nice to go back there, but it's like, oh, okay, it would have been cool to see some more of the Emerald Dream. Because that always felt like a... I don't know, that's not how I imagined the Emerald Dream. I have this very lofty idea of what the Emerald Dream is at this point. Um, but... Um, um, no, yeah, I, I agree. I, why is it different? This may be because she is still technically dead. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That makes sense. She's yep. been touched by death. I think that's she has. has a, yeah, a crazy right. connection to Ardenweald as well now. Yeah, so uh, it's pretty uh, pretty evident that it would be different, I guess. But, yeah. sure, you can point it out. Feels different. You're dead, lady. Oh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> that's why it feels different, okay. <laughs> I remember now. <laughs> I'd say, as, as someone who always loved you, Sarah... And as someone who loved Ardenweald, and I love the colors blue and green together, she looks gorgeous. Um, I need like a little like figurine of her to put on the shelf behind me because I love how she looks with all the Ardenweald touched on her now. Like it's just like I couldn't stop looking at her. She I looks want her awesome. cape. You want her cape? <laughs> that's very, that's good that's cape. very cool. That's very cool. I like it. If I could have like a transmog that is like her wings, the green wings, but with the Ardenweald on it, like I would just like, ooh, I'd be so happy. Um, anyways, we all go back. We slay some primalists and we bring down that ice barrier. We get a reunion with Marithra, Garethus, and Ysera, which made me cry. And there were emerald tears on my desk and it was very intense. I kind of sobbed. Um, Sminicus flies off without us in order to get revenge against Rymicass, as I'm calling him. <laughs> and, um, Sminicus angry. Sminicus smash. Like, he, he's pissed. Uh, we eventually follow in order to stop Rymicass and protect the growing world tree, which is awesome because it's world tree, uh, which we'll talk about later. But we get an awesome moment where our green dragon friends attack from the air. Seminicus was able to stop Rymic from reaching the world tree. And as we kill him, he yells out things like, these titans spawn are unworthy. And no, they lie to you. You cannot trust the dragons. Wow, that's a little, little friggin' intense there, buddy. It was intense. Titan spawns are unworthy. Unworthy of what? Oh, that's just a little weird, dude. I don't know. Uh, but I, my big thought was, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't have like, like real big, big manly tears, but I it's definitely, definitely some, some misty eyes when Marithra and Ysera met back up again. Like that little, like mini cinematic. I was like, dude, dude. <laughs> Someone's, someone's chopping onions or something in here. What's going on? Like, I, I watched it again to see if I should get, grab it for the show. It's mostly heavy breathing. It's it's really just heavy breathing and crying <laughs> and, like, music. 
And I'm kind of glad because honestly, I would have been crying right here on camera for you guys right now if we played it. So, but their reunions, both of theirs, like with Martha and Yasera and then Gareth's with Yasera, it was just. Yeah. And my emotions. In the, in the future, you can just say, instead of saying, I'm crying, you can just say, I'm collecting emerald tears to bring Yasera back. There we go. That's all. It's, I'm crying for the better good of everything. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. My tears are magical. Mm hmm. Yeah. I just, I, I love that, that scene of. Marissa being like, no freaking way. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? This is the best. <laughs> best thing ever. I think it's cute how, how proud Gareth is too. Like, yeah. He like, worked. Grandma. Hi. Worked. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I did. Oh, I did. So, <laughs> my big like thought was they, the primalists never actually said that they were there for the world tree seed. And I don't think they were. They never said what they were there for. And while obviously that's what they were protecting, I don't know why the primalists would want that except to like, yeah, sure, destroy it so there's not a new world tree. But what would they do with a bunch of souls? That's a good question. I think they were there for something else. I think they were there for the the power that then. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that. In, that's the next part. But I, I just, I don't see why they would be there for the world tree seed. Yeah, I don't really know. That, that's a good point. I mean, originally I just thought they were there because they just wanted to invade the Emerald Dream and use that as like a way to get to other parts of Azeroth and you know do their thing to negatively impact the Emerald Dream. But you're right. I mean, it's, it is a good thought. Like, of like, why would they want the seed? Maybe that wasn't what they were actually after, even though we were kind of led to believe that. Yeah, all the green dragons kind of keep saying we need to protect the seed. We need to. They can't get the seed. Which, yeah, absolutely. But the primalists never said that they wanted the seed. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Based on. Based yeah. on their, That's interesting. I was gonna say based on their motivations and who they hate and everything like that it feels like the primalists would almost want to be somehow using the emerald dream to bring a pure version of azeroth back you know without the, the that makes a lot of sense. the titans because right i mean if you assume that the emerald dream is what we were originally 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 told not this current iteration where wherever we're on with the emerald dream who knows um but originally we're like, oh, well, this is the Emerald Dream is like Azeroth before before anything corrupted it. And right? it's in its most pure form. Uh, and that's kind of what the primalists seem to be going on. They seem to be like the super militant leftist hippies where they're like, <laughs> they're like, no, man, nature, crunchy, good, anything else bad. <laughs> Right, no, the cybernetic implants. No, this is bad. I mean, it's that's that's Titan stuff in my mind. They're like, no, you can't have that Titan stuff corrupting it. You need nature and and anything from nature, and and it's good, right? Because we are using the elements here. Uh, yeah. Elements good. Um, Titan energies of order bad, and um, so I guess they'd be super happy with a world of pure nature is probably but yeah are they going after the seed how the, how the hell would they even know about the seed right right yeah <laughs> so yeah i can see why they would want to invade emerald dream for reasons 
but it's not like someone's going like, the Winter Queen, give a seed of a bunch of Kaldori. The Primal's are like, oh, that sounds really cool. What are we going to do with that? I don't know. It's a bunch of souls, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, it's not like that information got out. Unless, you know, once again, it's the heroes going like, yeah, man, I was helping out the Winter Queen. And they're like, what are you talking about? The Winter Queen. You, <laughs> when you're dead, you'll meet her. It's because she's great. Uh, <laughs> this is one time when I went to the afterlife. I was, it was a crazy time. Jen's <laughs> drunk again. <laughs> Shut up. You're drunk. Um, I'm not drunk. <laughs> I tell you, man. I, I mean, this is great. Different, different, like, the Emerald Dream, like being original version of this, is just me and my thought process. Being the original Azeroth, do you think that has like the Emerald Dream has a special connection to the world soul? Because it's like how I know it's not, it's technically just an egg for the world soul, but it's still like connected to it somehow. Now, if you go off of Chronicle, which is apparently a little sus at this point with some of its yeah, yeah. explanations, but. I would say the Emerald Dream is very likely, as well as the Shadowlands are both strictly connected to Azeroth and the the, the connections and things like that. Because normally, if you go with the the original um, six elements it, that it talks about, you, you had you know the Firelands, the Abyssal Maw for you know water and sky something freaking you know the air one, whatever it's called, <laughs> and then Deep Home for you know, the, the the earth. And then for the other two, you had the Emerald Dream for the spirit. And then, you know, you had Decay, which was the the, the Shadowlands. So that's kind of how I always envisioned it in my head. And a lot of that is probably a little inaccurate, but whatever. Or maybe a little too simplistic. But it felt like the Emerald Dream was they, it, the Titans took what was something that was already there and formed it or basically Helia, if I remember correctly, as well as it was actually, I think it was Freya. Freya technically, I think did this one where she like framed it and shaped the Emerald dream to, um, to basically be that, um, thing, uh, the, the backup copy of Azeroth. Right. And I think the reason they would have done that is supposedly, you know, the, the explanation that we were told is the, Azeroth, the world soul, had a a lack of um, spirit, right? That's right. So, it, and because of the, the the world soul constantly gobbling up, eating up all the spirit, uh, that's why the the elementals on Azeroth weren't hippie elementals like they were over on Draenor, <laughs> where they were just like all happy and go lucky and getting along and hanging out at the throne of the elements, just like all all good together. They were just giving each other high fives and stuff. But over on Azeroth, they're like, I'll murder you and everything you stand for and blah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's Ragnaros over there. He's very, <laughs> very angry. Very hot-headed, if you if you will. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't even with you right now. <laughs> Can't even. So yeah, I don't even know where I was going with this. What are we talking about? Yeah, sorry. I, de- I derailed the conversation. Let's get back to, uh, to the uh, Emerald Dream and the uh, the story of a uh, renowned level 19. Yeah. Okay. So in the last little bit here, Ysera can't become the official dreamer. Her connection to the dream has changed. Someone else is the dreamer now. And uh, the actual dreamer needs to activate the artifact protecting the seedling. 
in order to take out the primalist forces within the dream. Then Ysera realizes that Marithra is now the dreamer, and the artifact is activated, and the day is saved. Sminicus is in much better spirits now, having gotten the chance to see Ysera fly over the Dragon Isles once more. And honestly, I, I love to see him in better spirits. It was great, and I swear, if they kill him off in this expansion, I will be very angry, I will be pissed. <laughs> like, it will be Erlon 2.0, and I'm going to get fired up. I swear. I'm pissed. <laughs> but Mar he's I feel I feel kindred spirit to him. They cannot kill him off. Um, which means they're probably going to, and I'm gonna be mad. But Marithra is now dubbed the leader of the green dragon flight. When and when the dragons regain their powers, the aspects, she will become the official aspect of the green dragon flight. Yeah, let's go. Do it, do it. Sorry. That launch the, the little launch screen makes sense now. Yay! Because I was there like, we go. I was like, that's nice. We only have two. We only have two original aspects left. Do you think we'll have any original aspects left by the end of this expansion? Yes. Because if they kill them all off, like yeah, uh, Alex <laughs> Ross is no. still gonna be <laughs> kicking. She'll she'll be fine. I now Stormu is a He's a he. He is not long for this world. He has been talking about cloudy One visions way or another. for a yeah. very long time. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I can't see nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not really been a lot of aspect of time, this expansion, has he? He's like, oh, no. I can't see that. Also, I need your help to see that time. And I can't see this time. And, uh it's really hard. <laughs> Just like that. He's like, Just like that. That's, <laughs> that's my perfect rendition of Nostalgia when he it's talks. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, that was the end of the quest line. Do you guys have any thoughts about that last little bit there? Maybe it was the artifact that the Primalists were after. Because it seemed pretty powerful. Just saying. Right. But they don't have, I mean, but yeah. they don't have a dreamer, so they couldn't access it anyway. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe they thought that all you had to be was a dreamer to activate it. I have a dream. Because, <laughs> like, like... He's another dreamer. Well... He may be a dreamer, because just like John Lennon said, I may just be a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. So it's true. It's true. So maybe they were just like listen to that song and they're like, doesn't the dreamer have to activate it? I was like, I'm a dreamer. Aren't you a dreamer? <laughs> like, yeah. We all have a dream, dude. I dream all the time. <laughs> bro, we can like dream of a new future together, bro. It's like we can activate the, the artifact and It'll kill all those pesky dragons that are like using their creatine powder and thinking like they have to be like all jacked up and stuff with their steroids. <laughs> and, and that's not good. That's not natural. That's not that. They're, they're not natty. They're not natty. You got to be natty. You want to you wanna be good. N natural. So, yeah, maybe that's what was happening. But yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Now I'm just pretending that. I don't know, but dreamers. I'm thinking of show titles. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that at that point is the end of the quest line. The Valdraka 19 that we've waited so long to get to, which is great. Um, so I have questions What's that? and things we can talk about. Um, first off, did they need to bring Ysera back if she isn't going to be an aspect? She's not even the dreamer. I mean, sure, it gives ourselves a boost to have her back. That's great. And she did help a little bit. But what is she going to do now? Is she going to kick back with a drink and take naps like what what's what's she gonna do now well Ysera 
when we go to the Emerald Dream <laughs> in a future patch, it is going to be like, hey, guys, I know this place really well. Cadgar, sit down. You've been fun. <laughs> I got it from here. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Ysera is going to be a, a big time quest giver when we are going into the Emerald Dream. And yeah, she is going to be like, hey, welcome to my former home. It's still kind of my home, but now my daughter moved in. I gave her the deed. Uh, she's the dreamer now. Now I'm just I like uh, it's I'm, I'm like the, the dreamer's mother, kind of like the queen mother, but the dreamer's mother. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so um, I, I think she is going to play a very big role. And like Maritha is probably going to stay more like once the my my assumption is Maritha will be more on the Azeroth side up in the, you know, up in Valdraken on the little roost. She'll probably join the other three and freaking Ysera will probably like, almost like a go between. And like, I, I generally see her eventually playing a role of like basically going back and forth between uh, the Emerald Dream and um, Ardenweald like frequently. Like that's just like, you know, because that was one of the big things that they were trying to, to play up in the last expansion was they're like, yeah, the it's it's like, you know, Elune, she's my sister and I'm the Winter Queen and da da da. And, you know, maybe Ysera will be like, I know that that relationship was a little mended, but you guys need to get together for like a Manny Petty day or something like. Oh, like I love those out, days. And just have Best a nice days. spa day and, and just be 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 sisters again. Like you need to be like, mm, and maybe Ysera will will be able to make that. And she'll be the one on the side going like, I did that. <laughs> I don't know. And then maybe we'll I finally like get to meet a loon. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I'm, I feel like that's kind of in the future. I feel like there's been a lot of a loon talk recently and there's a lot of stuff going on. So maybe if we get a Night Elf expansion, we could get an Elune expansion. And Isora could definitely be a big part of that. But I also think, like thinking back, Ysera... Previous to this and them losing the their aspectral power, she was asleep a lot. Like she, she was, was in the dream. I mean, she was the dreamer. Even in Cataclysm, when like it was the big kind of the dragon expansion. Yosera the she, Awakened. Exactly. Like she was asleep for a, a, the beginning of that, and then she woke up. But so I mean, they could very well. Put Marithra to sleep to hang out in the Emerald Dream, and Ysera could be the like the Green Dragonflight ambassador on the on the council of that aspects. I mean, if they like, it'd be feel very weird to like, oh, we have a new aspect, but here's Ysera, but they could do it. I don't, I don't know, or or they do it the, the opposite way. They say like, hey, uh, Marithra, you're the new aspect, and we're just gonna split the job between mom and daughter. I don't know. But I, I think you're right, Jin, that we're not going to... I, I We're still going to see you, Sarah, quite a lot, I think. Yeah. I, I definitely... I would love to see her actually fly over to uh, Valdraken and go see the others up in the, yeah. the, sky, up in the little tower there. That'd be really cool. I mean, Alex, get a little reunion scene. Alex Strauss is going to freak out. I, yeah. I'm kind of sad that we haven't seen that yet because like, they were so close. They were clutch maybe, mates. Is there another is there another quest line coming up at like twenty five or something? Maybe no. This is the last no. one. I, I went through all of the renown, and the <sighs> last one that I have not done is the 
the 24 or whatever friggin that stupid one for the Tr- dragon skin dragon expedition yeah, yeah that one yeah, the, in the halls Ooh, of the Titans. You guys gonna be so excited! You're gonna I be haven't so gotten to excited. that one yet either. I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I've been fo- so focused on Foul Dragon that I'm, I'm a bit behind on Dragon Scale, but I'm, I'm getting there slowly. Yeah, I've done it's all good. the other ones so far. I did the, I did the Chieftain one. Oh, that was, that was, that was, that was a little sad. Sad that it had me, had me sad. <laughs> <laughs> that one's waiting for me. I just haven't done it yet. I, w- I won't say anything, but I think you'll have a lot to talk about when you get to that. To that Dragon Scale Expedition renowned quest line, you're gonna you're gonna have some thoughts. I think I'll, I'll just say that. Oh yeah, I'm sure. It's good. We do tend to have thoughts, yeah. Yeah, I, I tend to have thoughts. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Sometimes they're just like, <laughs> "What was that?" <laughs> yeah. Do, have you guys done the? Uh, there's a side quest in uh, on Iron Plains with a, a garden tender and two dryads. No, and no, the no. two dryads. Which one is that? It's in the like the west. It's kind of in the Emerald Gardens, and there's two dryads who try to cheer up this night elf. Yes, I have druid. done that one. Yeah, and I, yeah. I did it. I did that quest line after I did this renowned quest line. Oh yeah, and it ends. I, I, I can I talk about it if you haven't done it, Jin? Yeah, it's fine. I'm not quite so as spoiler with, avoidant as some. Yeah. <laughs> well, so this druid, this night elf, is like he's so sad because Ysera is gone, and it ends with him like kind of being more upbeat, but still missing Ysera. And I did this after Ysera was back. Oh. I'm like, just <laughs> she's here. here. She's just here. Go. I she's so close to you. <laughs> you'll be so happy in like just a couple weeks when timeline wise she'll be back. <laughs> Click your emerald dreams. Your emerald tears are your emerald tears. Once again, pre-recorded episodes. It's like <laughs> pre-recorded quest lines. Just get it right. I just think it would be really great. I'd be like, if I go do that quest line now, I, it should end with surprise. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be fantastic. Yeah, I would. I love that. It's like, by the way, go check it out. <laughs> She's back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, another question. We do have a budding new world tree. What do we see happening in the future due to that? Do we see a Sarah Malfurion switching places? Do we see a new world tree having an impact on other things? What are you guys thinking? So, like a Sarah Malfurion switching places, I definitely think that that's going to be a, a not necessarily a common occurrence, but it does not feel like Malfurion is there forever. At yeah. That's the vibe I got. It just, it doesn't feel like it because. It's not like they killed him, where they're like, you know, sacrificed him on like some altar and be like, and ripped his head out or heart out. So none of that. Uh, anyway, that's that was my big thing uh, with the Yasera and uh, Malfurion switching places. Yeah. Um, let's see. Now, you said with the budding new world tree, what do we see happening in the future due to all that? Now, that is very obvious to me. Super obvious, in my opinion. And that is, you know, those couple islands out there in the Anarum Plains, right? Yeah. And then also the fact that there was the, that, um, I think it was the quest line back in Shadowlands where they were like, yeah, there's a place that I, you know, I, I remember, but I haven't been there in a long time, but there's a good place that, uh, you know, back in my homelands where you could totally... You know, maybe put that, and I'm like, yeah, it, it feels like myself and 
just about everyone in the lore community is thinking, yeah, that's where they're going to stick the world tree. I mean, it's it, it's a very large open spot of kind of open water, but there's also a couple islands off to the, you know, to the far west. And I flew out there and yeah, there's nothing out there. There's literally nothing. There's like maybe one or two turtles. <laughs> that's about it. And turtles. We return to the turtles. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're, they're going to plant the world tree in the Anarum Plains over by the, the Emerald Gardens or whatever. It's going to be it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And that's how we're going to get the Emerald Dream. And that's that's the little entryway where we're going to get to uh, the the raid or something like that in 10.1. It's going to happen. Just it's going to happen. Stop trying to make the Emerald Dream happen. It's not going to happen. Is do you have any thoughts on this? I actually hadn't thought about the fact that that because I've been over to those islands as well to the west ish of Onaran Plains and they're all empty. I hadn't thought about that as a potential place for the for the tree, but that would make sense for a new world tree. I feel like I would personally I just want it to be part of a next expansion because I feel like if it's just a patch, which would be cool, but I don't also don't want the night elf content to get the Nasoth treatment. Right. The the Nihilotha treatment. I don't want it to be a one-off and forget it. Which, granted, I do think we are going to get more of Nisoth. There's so many. It, it seems like it's not quite over for Nisoth. But agreed. I, I would prefer if maybe they waited a little bit with the, the maybe at the end of the expansion, and maybe they'll still plant it there. Definitely could, but then just let that be kind of a kickoff space for the next expansion. But I don't think they're going to do that. That's my hope. I think they're probably going to do it as like a in between patch of just like a new a new capital for the night elves um i don't know how inconvenient that would be for i mean teldrassil was never really a, a convenient place to be True. for a capital city <laughs> um but um yeah I, I i i can definitely see them planning it there in the near because it's close to the emerald gardens close to the green dragons and yeah i can see that happening what do, do you, you think, think Allie? Like for so, uh, well, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm honestly not sure what I think. I think it does make sense to put it over there. I never actually personally considered like where would they put the world tree? I don't know. Now the, I just devil's advocate here for a second. There was a time that people thought that a new world tree could be made near the sword and Silithus to help heal all that business. Do you oh. think that's a possibility? I feel like that's getting into Fandral Staghelm territory of. <laughs> There's a problem. Stick a tree on it. <laughs> right. Teldrassil didn't really go so well. Yeah. 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 And neither did. Um, I don't remember its original name, but Voidrasil that had they had to right. chop it down up in Northrend. That didn't go so well yeah. either. So. There's lots of examples of Fangel Staghelm walking around going like, "Oh, there's a problem. Put a world tree on it." It, it literally <laughs> reminds me of freaking Adam Sandler and Big Daddy just throwing, you know, newspapers over all the messes. And that was his solution. It's like, Fangel, you know, you can do things other than stick a world tree on it. Especially when the dragonflight that origin that the blessed Nordrasil, like, you know, the, the original one, they they're not really good with you doing so many of this like they're like no knock it off stop it um <laughs> so yeah i don't think it would be a good idea to have the core of your tree be 
the corrupted sword of a fallen titan. Just feels agreed. Feels yeah. bad, man. Like, <laughs> like, oh, we had all of these souls of the Keldori sacrifice themselves so we could get rid of a sword on a planet. And then we're going to basically probably obliterate those souls and to try and get I don't know, get rid of this big ass sword. I, I, I feel like it would be a it would be a cool aesthetic, but it would also be a great way to get a world tree corrupted by I don't know Nasoth again, um, or so, Cthune because you're sticking Cthune, it right there. <laughs> yeah, close to uh, to his prison. So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, another question I have because now this is something that actually like various people have uh, had conversations about. Do you feel as though Malfurion actually sacrificed himself for Ysera in Legion? Or sorry, that Ysera sacrificed way. herself. Other way around. That Ysera sacrificed herself for Malfurion in Legion. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, she was killed instead of Malfurion. Yeah. Right? Like, Xavius uh, uh, was about to kill Malfurion, but instead, well corrupt, I guess, not necessarily kill, but instead right. corrupted Ysera. But did she sacrifice herself? Jin, you think so? I don't think it was like a, a willful like, I'm going to sacrifice myself. It, yeah, it wasn't like yeah. a yeah. spoken was, thing. I am going to swoop in and save the day, because that's clearly what she was doing. She was like, woohoo, I'm on my way. Hold still, Mephirian. Now, was that Xavius's plan all along? Kind of seemed like it because he seemed ready to go with that. Like, I'm going to turn the tear of a loon into like a freaking missile projectile thing. Ba -pow! Right. Yeah. So was it a like, oh, I am going to sacrifice myself for Mephirian. Mm. Is that what wound up happening? Yeah, that is pretty yeah. much what happened. Yeah, I mean, because Mephirian was there to help save Sarah, right? Um. So one, one of the comments on this, I, I read comments. I don't know if that was smart of me, but I read comments. Um in uh, Wowhead. And this is from Necroxus. And they said, this literally did not happen in Legion. That is not how the quest happened. Ysera and Malfurion were even together when she was corrupted, and certainly not when she was killed. Malfurion had already been kidnapped by the time she was corrupted. She just got yeeted by the Tyrvalun randomly on the way to trying to get him. This is the most ridiculous way to describe the events of the quest I can imagine, in terms of her sacrificing for him. Yeah, it, it wasn't a it's like, take me instead. Like, it was, yeah, it wasn't it a wasn't chosen, that. spoken sacrifice. Yeah. I, I feel like in the quest line too, when they, they say that part of like, oh yeah, Malfurion, no, Ysera sacrificed herself to save me. That's what they say. But what, what really is the kicker of like why Malfurion can stay is the fact that he's already kind of headed towards Ardenweald, right? Yeah. And so... Whether or not Ysera sacrificed herself for for Malfurion, it doesn't really change the fact that Malfurion can could could still do the change, like he still do the binding. Because the reason that Somnicus couldn't do it wasn't because he was destined to die; he'll die eventually. But it was the fact that he's not destined for Ardenweald, right? Whereas so, Malfurion is, so it makes more sense, right? So while I agree that yeah, there was not really a sacrifice in that sense. It doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. it just flowery words to, like, I should have died, so I don't feel bad about yeah. taking Sarah's place. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and yeah. he was definitely the most 
expedient, as in he was right there. But, that, that does help, yes. <laughs> but they could have went and got, like, you know, Onara, a wild yeah. god. Right. She could have took Ysera's place. Or probably Malfurion's just in the wrong place god. at the wrong time, apparently. Bonsamdi? No, we don't want to kill him. He needs to stay. Don't do... Oh, Bonsamdi. I just want more Bonsamdi. Always. Me too. I really do. <laughs> yeah, you could have probably went and got, like, some random wild god that no one even knows the name of and just be like, oh, hey, here you go, Ysera. You take me instead. So, like Vol'jin? Yeah, there you go. Vol'jin could have done it. Maybe. We'll see. See what's going to happen there. But yeah. Maybe. It, it it certainly felt like, as it was described, was anyone that was destined for Ardenweald and was already part of the cycle could take her place. But if you were not... If the Arbiter was going to deem you to go to Ardenweald, it, it wouldn't work. And right. as And as Sarah said, green dragons don't normally go there. Yeah. Well, in, in terms of Malfurion, something I'm I'm curious about here, uh, and then we can start start wrapping things up. But so Malfurion was out of the story for a long time. <laughs> he came back for a bit, but then was made to feel whiny and weak with the whole kidnapping in Toronto and all that jazz happens, no. you know. Um, <laughs> and then they took one cinematic to show him being badass again. And some of us in the community were so excited, we're like, yes, that's Malfurion. That's who we know. And then they just took him away again. So, like, what? what? What's up? Like, what, what do they have against having Malfurion in the story and present being a badass? W2F. Like. Actually, I have an answer for this. Oh, actually. It is the Nazdormu. Well, actually. It's the Nazdormu answer. Oh, God. It's basically, right. if you let him go and go full beast mode of Mal- the full power of Malfurion, you, you win. <laughs> Is it done? Like the, b- him wielding the power also of the dragon soul ripped the world d- into pieces. Like the dude is insanely powerful. So, and he's he's probably like out of all of living creatures, like mortal creatures, especially now. He's no longer technically immortal after the the events of Warcraft Three. He is like. Probably like like I would I would say he is probably one of the most powerful mortals alive. The yeah. only one that I would actually say is more powerful than him is Queen Ashara. And yeah, yeah, it's it's funny that it seems to be often night elves that are some of the most powerful. Like like he's probably up there with like the prophet Velen, like in terms of power yeah. level. Like the the dude is immensely powerful. So if you just let him go, you know, crazy unleash and just let him go. It's funny. It's actually one of the biggest reasons why I, th- I was like <laughs> during the uh, the events of the War of Thorns, I think is what it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Varrock Sarofane was just X the back. <laughs> and you're like, that's all it took. <laughs> kind of like right. when Captain America got shot with a single bullet in the comic books and he's died. And I was like, oh, that's all it took. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Dude's crazy yeah. powerful, and he would have killed Sylvanas if he could have, if it wasn't for for Sarfang. So yeah, I think that's that's my main thing is the the the, the lore team, right? The story team when they're coming up with it, I think they have to play very carefully to not allow him to basically just fix everything for us because you know it's supposed to be a game. We're supposed to be the big heroes, not him, right? I, I agree. I, I, I don't think they really know what to do with him because of that. Like, he has so much power so that 
what they did in Legion in Valshara when he was kidnapped, everyone went, no, that wouldn't happen. Like, he's so powerful. Like, that was a disconnect for us players. And so when <laughs> they... With him being so powerful, what are they going to do with him except put him out of play, out of commission? And it'll be interesting how to see how they deal with powerful characters when the aspects eventually, I assume, get their power back because they're like some of the most powerful beings on Azeroth. Yeah, and for sure. Like they were before like Cataclysm, they were all very much like, oh, we're not really dealing with mortals. Like that was their deal. That's like with the with the Wrathgate, they didn't help out because like, no, we're here to watch. And that's like literally what Alexstrasza said when asked, hey, can you come help us? She's like, nah. <laughs> that ain't us. Um, <laughs> and then in Cataclysm, that changed because it's Deathwing. So it'll be, see, are they just going to return to that? Like, we're just watchers? Or, yeah, I'm. it'll be interesting to see because Cadgar is also up there with one of the, like, very powerful, you know, beings. But he's yeah. also been much more of a background character in the sense that he's more of a knowledge person. And yes, he's powerful, but he kind of lets other people do his bidding for him. Like a true mage in a tower. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Malfurion down the road. And you're right, like he is so powerful, so it makes sense that he's not around all the time. It just, I was always, I was disappointed that we, like, they already took him away. I'm like, oh, okay, well, bye again, Malfurion, Malfur bye. Bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so do you guys have anything else you want to discuss in terms of this quest line or anything like that? My question to you, Allie, is what do you think about the uh, Beware the Eyes of Green? <laughs> <laughs> I think that I need to sit with that for a little bit and digest it and see how I feel because I that was a bit mind-blowing. <laughs> Got it, okay. <laughs> and I had not considered that because, like, if you think about all the different, you know, possibilities we've listed, like, he was not on my radar at all, like at all for that. And so now I'm just like, well, shit, like, I, <laughs> yeah. What do you do with an immensely powerful character? Make him a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. And then like, what's that going to mean for down the road? Like that's going to impact so many things if that's true. Like I just, and then like, I don't want it to be him because I want Toronto just to have her moment where she could be happy and win Palfurion and love life and where she is in life. Versus never having him around and all this horribleness. I just want her to be happy. I want her to get her rest and be happy. And if if he's going to be all evil and stuff, that's not going to help. No, not going to help. Especially if she has to put him down too. Like she had to put down freaking Ysera. <laughs> what? Uh, oh God, that'd be, oh, oh. Now oh. we're talking. Now we're, now we're really getting no. into the good parts oh. of storytelling. Oh, yeah. Now we're getting like red I, wedding, crazy, like bad oh, stuff. Oh, that's horrible. Like, that's like, horrible. Yeah. Like I've always said, you know, if Toronto wanted to be truly happy, she should have chosen Illidan. Mm. And what if, what if, what if, just, Illidan if we're going kills with Malfurion? this line, <laughs> yeah, like what, what if like Malfurion is the subject of that line, voice line, right? And when he does, you know, make the turn, what if Toronto has to go and get Illidan and that's how they join together to bring down Mal Malfurion? Hello. I'm here for it. The, the, the I don't know if I'm here for it yet. 
I look. I just no. want to cry, okay? So make him fear in a baddie, <laughs> make Toronto kill him, and then I get to cry. That's all I want in life. Just more tears, please. Just collect your emerald tears. Yes. <laughs> Ease is over here going, I hurt myself today. <laughs> oh, That's exactly it. If I still feel. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, the, that's the impression of mentality I'm getting here. I just need more tears. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to feel something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I, I that one was a bit of a mind-blowing moment. And yeah, I my brain's still like reeling from that a little bit. So I don't know what I really think about that. But it's it's they did really focus in on those eyes. And now I don't know what to think about life anymore. So, well, I think that is about it. Should we uh, move on to reviews and patrons and stuff like that? Yes, we should. Oh, that's my do, job. Do you want to read the review so I can finish my uh, drink? I would love to do that. Yes. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, so we actually got a review over there on Apple Podcasts from a lovely individual named uh, Galv. This is a five-star review. Thank you very much for that. And they say it is a lore cast for casual fans. The host breakdown of lore is a ton of fun built up in a way that's great for newcomers to lore and a delight for lore nerds like myself. Just a great and wonderful addition to your Warcraft lore absorption. Thanks for reading. And well, you're welcome. And thank you thanks so much. Thanks for the review. Yeah, thanks for the review. I appreciate that. And speaking of a big thank you, it is also now my job to say thank you so much to all you wonderful, bright, and beautiful patrons, which, you know, if people were listening to me, you should be getting some, some messages on social media or something of people saying, hey... Thanks so much for being a patron of one of my favorite shows. I appreciate that. But if you're not getting that, it means people aren't listening to me. But that's okay. People don't always listen to me. But anyway, like I said, this is the wonderful part of the show. We're going to say a big, quick thank you to all of our wonderful patrons. And a huge, huge shout out to those amazing, wonderful top patrons out there. And that is Mar, I grow tired of torturing Jin gone fishing. Yes, I appreciate that. No more torture, please. The wonderful and the mighty Ickis. Yes, Ickis, I hope you're getting all the thanks from all of the listeners. People just bombarding you with messages of saying thank you. As well as you, Sarith. You too should be getting so many thanks from all around. And Nadun as well. A thank you to you and a, a thousand thank yous from so many other listeners. If we have a thousand listeners, maybe somewhere around there. <laughs> uh, Mud, how you doing? You, should, you deserve all the thanks as well. And Chris Malore, more thanks around for you too. And Dungeon Master Burke, which I'll be chatting with in uh, just a few hours, uh, playing some D&D. So, uh, yeah, uh, we played D&D back in time when you're listening to this. There you go. Time travel's weird. Uh, thank you for that. <laughs> Dungeon Master Burke, appreciate you being a wonderful patron as well. And the, the, one, the one and only patron with the most apt name for this expansion, and that is Dracorus. Thank you so much, Dracorus. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, Dracorus, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. Well, speaking of uh, our patron, Mud, there, this positive story actually comes to us from Mud, who suggested it to me. So this story is about Madeline, a six-year-old in L.A. County who asked her mom for a unicorn to have as a pet. You know, mom didn't want to discourage her and, you know, be the bad guy or whatever. So she just simply said, may come down to getting government approval. Sure, why not? So uh, it's a good way to get out of it. Uh, 
it's it's a good response. As, better than just saying no and making her kids sad. So Madeline went and wrote a letter to the L.A. County Department of Animal Care and Control, which said, Dear L.A. County, I would like your approval if I can have a unicorn in my backyard if I can find one. Please send me a letter in response. She asked her mom to send the letter, and so she did. Now, considering that this department, if you think about it, you know, animal control, they usually deal with animal abuse, animals hurting people, and making hard life and death decisions for animals everywhere. This was really touching and uplifting for them. They absolutely loved getting this letter. It just brightened up everything for them. So they wrote a letter back, including a unicorn license, a paper and licenser, with care instructions for a unicorn. These included polishing the unicorn's horn at least once a month with a soft cloth, feeding it watermelon at least once a week, covering it with only non-toxic and biodegradable sparkles, (laughs) and giving it regular access to sunlight, moonbeams, and rainbows. And they even got a toy unicorn for her and made a custom tag to keep on the unicorn's collar. And, That's amazing. Right? At the time at the time of this article, like the the kiddo, like Madeline hadn't actually like gotten this response yet. Um, they were planning on going to animal control themselves and they got her like a toy unicorn and like an actual like one of those like metal tags you put on a dog with like the, their uh, coat and everything. They did that for the unicorn as well and it was really, really sweet. This is beautiful. There you go. I love it. It's really great. sweet. I, I hope. I don't know if there's a follow up somewhere with like a video of her like reaction and stuff. I'd have to go look, but uh, that's that's pretty awesome. It's very cute. Love it. I want a unicorn now. Well, just make sure that you cover it with non toxic and biodegradable sparkles. It's very important. I love that part. Yes. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> if you had written this letter in Scotland, they may have told you no be like no that is the state animal they are protected you may not own them <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> so they'd be like i'm sorry i understand why you appreciate the unicorn and we love it but no no they're a beautiful <laughs> and majestic creature they should be left in nature where they belong don't mess with them they don't they do unicorns do not appreciate captivity i feel like the scottish would take this very seriously <laughs> i can see that <laughs> but anyway before we go, Ease, tell the five listeners where they can find you online. That I can do. You can find me uh, most commonly on Twitter. Uh, that's at Tweets with Ease. So as if I was tweeting Tweets with Ease. Um, you can also find me on YouTube and Twitch sometimes uh, at Gaming with Ease. Uh, just YouTube.com slash Gaming with these, and same for Twitch. Uh, you can find Realm Maintenance at Realm Podcast on Twitter and on all the podcast catchers that you could ever imagine. And uh, same with Wrath Babies, which is simply at Wrath Babies on Twitter. And uh, thank you guys so much for having me. I, it was a blast. I'm so happy I could join you guys. It yeah. was fun. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, this was wonderful. We should we should do it again sometime. I'd be down. Just just reach out and I'll be here. Well, maybe get a unicorn or two. I don't know. At least two or I won't come. Right. Oh, that's his price. You're pricey. Two unicorns. I am. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Live, Laugh, Floor. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughlore and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. 
You can watch Allie live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash And you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at Jin's Joint and you can follow Ali at Aliandras K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. I'm Einar Scholin. <laughs>